0: Hi, and welcome to the Unique Perspective Show, broadcast live on Hakol Radio, powered by the Montemoisir. Every person, and in particular, every Jew, is special and unique in his or her own way, contributing to society with their very own flavor. My name is Yehuda Blonder, your show host. And I was born with a rare medical condition called familial dysautonomia, also known as FD. Growing up and overcoming multitudes of medical challenges shaped the person I am today, as well as gave me a rather unique perspective on life. On this show, we will be sitting down with amazing people with unique perspectives in life who will give us a glimpse into their lives and what makes them who they are. Come along with me for the ride on the Unique Perspective Show on Hakko Radio. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Unique Perspective Show. On today's show, I am thrilled and honored to announce that we have the pleasure of having Binyamin Lerner on the show. Binyamin is a singer and musician based out of Brooklyn, New York, known for his passionate and smooth vocal style and heartful guitar playing. He is often spotted playing at kumzitzes, backyard parties, and simchas. He is also a well-known songwriter and has released multiple Singles under the name Ben Lerner. Please help me in welcoming Benjamin Lerner to the show. Welcome, Benjamin, and how are you?
1: Amazing. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. So let's jump right in. First of all, where are you today? I'm in Brooklyn, New York. Wow. Brooklyn? How about about you? I'm in Kensington, actually. Okay, my, my hometown. Oh, no way. You grew up in Kensington? So let's jump right in. Where in Kensington did you grow up? 589 Hill Road,
1: Brooklyn, New York, 11218. Two houses from Avenue F. So like Hill Road and Avenue F.
0: Oh, wow. You know where that is, right? I think I do. I, I, I don't go to that part of town anymore, but right. I think some, I do. Some people say that that's Borough Park, but Bar-
1: the zip code was, was 11218. So I say it's Kensington.
0: Okay. Where did you go for yeshivas in Brooklyn?
1: Okay, so we were actually in the same yeshiva. Okay. We both went to yeshiva Brooklyn.
0: Did you go to yeshiva Brooklyn? I did actually.
1: And I think we both went to Tara Hadas. Oh, really? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> We went to the same schools, and I think you're on the on the high school chat, even though you weren't in our class. But somehow you made it onto the chat, which I don't know how you did that.
0: So it's it's whatever. We were supposed to be in the same grade originally right. in Yeshiva Brooklyn, supposedly. Right. But I was left back one year, so so then when I came to Tevadas, you were already a grade ahead of me if I'm right. not mistaken. Right. So then I ended up in your grade towards the end of high school. So that's what happened. It's a very dead chat. No one's no one's saying anything on it. It's very quiet. I don't I don't to be honest, I don't even know if I'm still on it. <laughs> I don't even look. But um yeah so what was first of all what was usually Brooklyn like when you it was, were going, growing up in in elementary school, so it was a it was a
1: long time ago. Um, it was it was nice. We had a very nice group of boys in the class. Okay, pretty um, pretty, shivish, pretty 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 right wing. Okay. Um, but they were nice kids and uh, had a great time. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Do you keep up with any of them? A couple of guys I keep up with. I I spoke to Rabbi Aram recently. Remember oh, wow. Rabbi Aram, the principal. Yeah, uh, but not so much. I don't know. I don't know where they are. They should. Uh, they should reach out if any
0: of the elements. Are you? Are you keeping in touch with anybody? I don't keep in touch with anyone really. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, I have one very very good friend from there that I still keep in touch with. But okay. Than...
1: Do I re- do I remember his name? Do I know his name?
0: I think you do. It's Chayyim Mendel. It's Rabbi Mendel's grand and nephew. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. So we keep up together. It happens to be we grew up around the corner from each other. Right. He's also
1: Kensington.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah.
1: He used to play keyboard. Does
0: he still play keyboard? No, he's actually in school now. He's in college now going for social work or something like that. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. But, so, did you, after graduating elementary school, you had any other option besides Tevadas or Tevadas? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
1: And how did, did,
0: it, te, how did the, Tevadas get to you? The Khater didn't want me. Okay. Because there was a special
1: list of, they would get a list of the best kids from the class and those kids would go to the cheder, And I didn't make it onto that list. So oh, they wow. did want me. Okay. And um, but I went for an interview there. And uhfitsheim was on my radar, but I didn't end up going. I don't think I even went for an interview. Okay. And Tarvadas was it was good. It was near my house. It was more like middle of the road. They had a good English program, Mr. Shweki, Um, so I Wait. went there. Name drops, name drops. Mr. Schwacki, yeah, yeah. I love did your you, background. This is so cool. Is this an actual background or is it a, it, is it a green screen? It's a green screen.
0: It's a virtual background. Very nice. Oh, it's yeah. a Zoom background. Very, right, right, right. very good. But did you go to Tevadas with any friends? Or no, were- no friends, no friends. So was it hard for you or was it not hard? It was a little hard in the beginning.
1: I think the first year, I was a little bit more quiet, you know, mm-hmm. trying to find my people. But I ended up making very good friends in high school. I had a lot of good friends in high school, and I'm still in touch with a lot of them today. Really, really good guys. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, so you, after graduating Tevdas, what did you do? So... What did i do so
1: the, there was a whole question of, of I, I wanted to go to israel right away
0: okay
1: and most people in my class were not doing that they were going to other yeshivas in in lakewood and i don't know right. upstate and i i had no interest in doing that so okay. i said i have to go to a yeshiva in israel and I ended up going to a yeshiva called Medrash Mall, Medrash, okay. which everyone everyone told me to, not to go there. So I Why? So I, had to, I had to go. Why would it, people tell me not to go there? It had a reputation for everyone doing whatever they wanted, which okay. which was which was uh. But I knew about it already because I was in a camp. I was in a camp in Israel called Camp MS. And the camp was connected to the yeshiva, so I really, I saw the yeshiva already from right. the camp, and I was like, "This seems like a nice place." And I was, I spent three and a half years in in Medrash in, in oh, wow. and it was really, really a a strong, uh,
0: what's the word? Um Big part of my life, big big I'm part sure of my it was. life. Yeah, I'm sure. yeah. I mm. actually know like a bunch of guys that went to Medrash much older than than me. But okay okay um so after three and a half years of in being in medrash you came back to america i'm assuming or yeah you, and what did you do then
1: so i didn't know what i would do because okay. um i wasn't so sure if i wanted to like keep going to yeshiva or just start doing other things so For a little bit, I went to Omaha, Nebraska, which I know you're a big fan of Omaha. Okay, we'll get into that. So we're gonna get into that, and it was actually really cool. I I I remember the exact moment, what happened, and how it happened. Yeah. Um, because I was supposed to be going to America for only for a week, and I was supposed to go back to Israel. Mm -hmm. I was gonna go in for my sister's wedding. And I remember just being in the Dira and it was like cold and it was winter. And I'm just like, I'm done. I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and I got a text from Ari Demeter, yes. who you interviewed. I just listened to your interview with Ari. You did a great job. It was Thank so it was you. so fun to hear both you guys. Um so he had just moved there, like okay. a couple of months before. And he's like, "Come to Omaha. You'll you'll be a teacher in the school." And I thought that the entire Omaha was like one block, you know, with like a gas station. And I was like, "That's," and I was like, "Should I do that?" And I was like, "Okay, I'll I'll do it. I'll go." Okay. And and it was it was such a also memorable part of my life because I went from being in yeshiva. To being a teacher, and I taught right. in the school there for I think two and a half months. And it wow. was just a really fun, growing experience. I-, I loved it. I had a car, had an apartment. I was, yeah, living... where did you stay in Omaha? You stayed underneath I stayed the shore? in. I stayed in Ari's apartment. Okay. And he was there some of the time. In the middle, he left because he went to do Wish at the Wall. Right. But Along a big part of the time I was his apartment mate. Um, Wow. and, and how uh, was that Like it was amazing. I can't tell you anything about it because it's secret, but right. it was but it was really good. It was really, really good. Yeah, we had it it was a it was a really fun time. I was teaching first grade. I was teaching fourth grade, fifth grade. I was uh, playing a lot of music. I had my piano there. I had my guitar there. Uh, just spending a lot of time by myself, just walking around the nature there, just getting away from everything. You know, it was really cool. It was really, really cool. Wow. I highly recommend that. Go away. Go somewhere mm-hmm. by yourself. Uh, it's really good. It's really fun.
0: Um. So after being there for, I don't know, two and a half, three months. It was a short time. Right. People think I still live there. Really? I, no I, way. I was only
1: there for two months. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, not anymore. People used to say that to me. Yeah, yeah. Um. So after that, you came back to New York. Yeah. And you got into the music industry. How a did you bit, get? Yeah. How did you get into the music industry?
1: Okay. If you can so go there.
0: Sure. So I always did music. Right. So
1: as a kid, I was I was doing music. Um. I was a keyboard player. I was a okay. one man band. And I, I sang when I was a kid. I actually played uh, at three Bermans in my class. So I oh, was, wow. uh, yeah, I played for the kids in my class. Um, and I kept it up like until okay. like high school in the middle of high school. I kind of stopped. Um, also, my voice changed. I wasn't really right. able to sing anymore. Um, so I took a break, but every once in a while I would go out with my keyboard and, do a gig um the first bar mitzvah i ever played i charged 40 dollars wow for the for the gig it was 2006 okay and and the the mother only wanted to pay me 35 dollars but i insisted (laughs) that i deserve 40 (laughs) good for you and she's like oh you're tough i'm like yeah i'm very tough (laughs) and uh And then I played a couple of more bar mitzvahs in my class. I was charging like 100 bucks, 150 bucks. Like
0: I kept raising
1: my prices. Uh, But that was when I was a kid. And then once I went to Israel, I kind of, I was playing, but I wasn't really performing. Um, But I really wanted it. I really wanted to do it. So when I came back to America, I started playing and I, I kind of transferred from keyboard to guitar. Okay. I made that my my was, instrument.
0: Was that hard? A hard adjustment, or was it? Um, it was adjustment? hard. It was
1: hard. Well, I I was already playing. I've been playing guitar since I'm 16.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, what was interesting was I would I would keep getting calls to like, oh, come play keyboard, and I didn't want to do them anymore. Right. I wanted to come with my guitar, and I wanted okay. to sing as much as possible. Um, so even in camp Simcha, I was the keyboard player. And that was right, really wow. That was really nice. I think that's uh,
0: where we cross paths again after Tel Yes. Yes, whatever we yes cross paths again mm. in Kemzimachal. But go ahead.
1: Yeah, we always me and you have been crossing paths since uh, since the beginning of time. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So so let me think. What happens? So, All right. So in Israel, I was focusing a lot just on playing keyboard, on playing guitar. Mm-hmm starting to try to write my own songs a little bit and Cam Simcha I was lucky enough to to be the musician and play every day we had a great band uh Chani Sobelman let me into the band he was there the first year he played drums right then he left and I brought new people Farah Schwartz, Yassi the drummer, Ezzy Spinner all these guys are still in the music industry Oh um, which is really which is really cool. And it was really fun because we would play every day by lunch and Ari would right. sing and jump up and down on stage. Um it's just it's the the thing I love the most is, is playing music and playing right. for people, playing in front of people. And uh I'm still doing it. I'm
0: still doing it and it's it's great. It's really great. It it it's really good because first of all you have I don't know how you how you got into the into the, your specific genre of music. If you can touch on that a little bit, sure. how you got in touch in, with that sp- specific genre.
1: Sure. So, are you talking about uh, my songs? Are you talking about the gigs that I do? Both or the t- songs, both. right? Right.
0: Both the songs and the gigs, and right, the right. type of music you do. Sure. So, um,
1: let's talk about that. I love being asked questions. I I love podcasts. This is so fun. Like this is my, this is great. Yeah. Um, So supposedly you have your own podcast. Supposedly I have my own podcast, but it's, it's not, it's not so active. I don't have the the stamina. Like you look like you have a whole team behind you. That's pushing you to do this. No, no big team, nothing. Part of a whole network radio (laughs) station. You know? Yeah. yeah, I just operate out of my house. Maybe you'll come on as a guest. Um, But so, so the performing, I just at some point decided, like I told you before, that like I'm gonna play guitar, I'm gonna sing, and I'm gonna start doing events. And that was about the time when like the music, the Jewish music scene really changed a lot from right from when, like I was in high school to when I came back to America, from Israel. Okay. so in those in those three and a half years, between two thousand and eleven. And 2015, a okay. lot, a lot changed, right. um, really social media just started taking off in, in, and okay. in the community probably in around, around then. And when I came back to America, I was shocked that there were so many wedding bands that were so good. They right. got, they got much better. Um, the songs were getting funkier and more interesting. Mm-hmm. And people just started making a lot of parties uh, right. and a lot of events. When I was a kid, I don't remember ever that there was a Shava Brajos where, where there would be live music at the Shava
0: Brajos. Right. Uh, maybe. Yeah,
1: maybe it happened. Not in Kensington. It still That's doesn't happen. Not in Kensington. In
0: Kensington. <laughs> it's still not happening in Kensington. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. But I never saw that. I, I didn't see people just throwing parties in their backyard and right. wanting to have music. I didn't see that. So I thought that you either have to like sing by bar mitzvahs and chasanas or there's nothing else to do. Like that's right. that's the only way to do it. What I realized when I came back from Israel, when I was like 21, 22, um, that no, there's a lot of other events that people are making and right. it's a much more chilled environment. It's not as formal. It's not a chuppah with... First dance, second dance. It's just there's a lot more variety, and people right. are just trying to have a good time. And you can throw different music at them, and they'll really enjoy it. Right. So, wow. so I was like, "Oh, this is my time." Okay. So, I that's what I started doing. Like, I I um, started going to people's events with my guitar and my speakers, yeah. and singing, and and uh, it, it was just so. It was so much more. Fun than I thought. I I thought like, oh, you have to be a wedding singer, and I wasn't right. sure that I I wasn't sure that I'm gonna go in that direction. Um, and this is just way more way more enjoyable. Um, so so that's that's basically what happened. Um, and then with my own music, I I love music. I wanna I wanna write my own songs. Right. And in the past year, really since 2000, uh, 2022, beginning of 2022. I kinda got serious about it and I found a very good collaborator that helps me produce the songs and uh, just churning them out, you know, as, as quickly as as quickly as I can. Right. Wow. Who's that collaborator? If I collaborator is Rafi Buritas. Okay. Very talented guy. Operates right. out of Flatbush. He's very young. He's like twenty, he's twenty years old. Right. So I- I he was he I think I saw around. about him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't around, you know? He wasn't around. Right. Um, and he's really, really talented as a producer, um, as a songwriter as well. He works on a lot of other people's projects. He works on right. big music videos. Uh, and he's a good friend of mine. Okay. So I think that's very important to anyone who's, who's doing, you know, creative work or music. You have to find good people to work with. You know,
0: right. And preferably
1: they should be your friends. You know, that's even better. Yeah. Yeah, sure.
0: We will be right back afterwards from our sponsor. Is your computer running slower than molasses? Are you desperate to salvage important data from your
1: hard drive? Let's face it. IT work can be a nightmare at times, whether it entails virus removal, server or network setup, networking and cloud backup, or simple laptop and desktop ongoing IT support. At VentureTech, we understand how essential your systems are to your daily life, and we take the time to accurately diagnose every technical issue you're experiencing. Call us now for a consultation by dialing 347-603-0033 or shoot us an email to info at
0: VentureTechComputers.com. And we are back on the unique perspective show. So you touched up on it. I wasn't going to bring it up, but you brought it up. Social media and the music industry. What do you think those two get get together? How did they get together? And what do you what do you think about it?
1: I hate it. I hate it. But wow! I, I hate it,
0: but I but I love it. You know, okay.
1: I hate it, but I love it. I'm not, I am not very consistent with my social media. So, so I don't have a huge Instagram following. Um, and my WhatsApp stories, uh, statuses are watched by a couple of hundred people, but I'm not, you know, I'm not blown. I'm not, you know, people have a thousand views on their WhatsApp. You know, I don't, I don't do that. Um, I think social media is very good for musicians. I think people people are scrolling through their phones all day and right. The only way to get their attention is to put something on social media. <laughs> you know and it's very easy to to make something look good on social media, you know right. um, So what do but I think about? But yeah. there's
0: also cons to it because you absolutely there's cons yeah. to it, right? I'm sure there are cons. There are a
1: lot of cons. I think um I think you end up living your life to look not I mean not you everyone's different but I think right. there's a da- there's a danger of posting too much of your life on social media. Okay. And and starting to make your life almost tailored to what's going to look good on social media. And you start doing things that people want. Like you're very connected to what do my followers want to see? Let me serve my followers. And I think as a musician or as an artist or as anybody who has something to say, it's dangerous to hear so much about what people want to hear from you. Right. Like, obviously, you need to connect with people, but I'll give you an example. I'll give okay. you a great example. Let's say you write a song, right? Let's say you right. post a video of yourself singing and you get 100 likes, right? Okay. And then in the next video, you don't have a video of yourself singing, but you're just holding a cute baby. Right. And everyone's like, right. oh, wow, that's such a cute baby. And now you, instead of having 100 likes, you have 200 likes. Right. So you're like, oh people want to see me with my baby more than they want to see my music. And you start just being that guy, look, here's my baby. Here's my right. baby. And you start doing things that are not even connected at all to what the point of you having your social media was. Your social media right. was to promote your music. And now you're just doing unrelated things right. yeah, just because, oh, that's what people like. That's what people yeah. like. So I think that's dangerous. Um, and everyone has to figure out for themselves
0: how right. they're going to deal with that. Yeah. Now, um, so you came back, started doing gigs and music and all that stuff. Then, I guess, I don't know how, but I guess you met your your wife somehow. How did somehow. You, you know, how did you meet your wife?
1: It was a crazy party. And uh, I saw her across the room. No, I'm joking. Um, so I actually, well, you know how I met my wife.
0: I do not actually. You don't know how I met my wife? I do not. Okay.
1: Okay, so I'm my sorry. wife is
0: my wife is Mimi Friedman, and
1: right? I'm a big fan of hers.
0: And we're all big she, fans. We're of all hers, big
1: yeah. fans of hers, exactly. And she was actually, well, you know that her older sister Fagee is married right. to Yaakov Jaidal, who I was right. friends with. Yeah. So um, it was a it was a date. I uh, really wow. I drove I drove up to her house in my in my 2004 toyota camry wow and uh it was it was 2017 so right it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> so <bad. laughs> but, yeah yeah, we still have that car though but we have another car but we also okay. have that car um and uh we just we it was it was approximately six years ago and wow we just went on a bunch of dates and and uh, I was the first guy she went out with. Wow. So I I snagged her before anybody else. And then she she said, okay, I'm going to Camp Hask for the summer. She wanted to be a wow. counselor. Okay. And I was like, oh, so now I have to drive for two and a half hours to see you, you know. Right. Made it a little bit more challenging for me. Okay. Uh, but it was great. We we got married in you know October, a few months after we met. And uh, so I guess we got engaged a few months after we right. met. We, you know, got married a few months after that,
0: and we're uh, we're a happy couple. Thank God. Wow. And so she's very big into social media. She 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 does. I don't know what she does. All I see she, all day is she's doing film after film after. Yeah, film. yeah, yeah. So she's, she's very big the social media. She's a she's
1: a big celebrity. She um she acted in in four Mali movies. I don't know if you oh, know wow. what that is. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a movie for Hasidish. It's for it's a Hasidish okay movie, but it's it's in English, and a lot of a lot of from women and girls have watched it. I actually interviewed Malky Weingarten on my podcast, and that's the woman who makes all those movies. And I recommend that if you're interested in that, you could watch that podcast. Um, It was just a thought that I had. I was like, let me interview Malky Weingarten because I didn't see a lot of interviews with her right um you could you should bring her onto your podcast she's very interesting look her Mirtz up look, look, look in, one day look into her first if, if you're curious about it yeah this is this is a hasidish lady who makes kosher entertainment for women and girls and she has right. a big following a lot of people really love what she right. does um so mimi acted in all those movies she was she was oh, the wow. lead role and she from that went on to work in film and she has her own company now um she just directed the last directed and produced the last video for for thank you hashem with shane dillon tell us
0: oh wow um that was that's a nice that that was a
1: nice music video right so Mm -hmm. she directed that i thought of the location (laughs) i don't even (laughs) know where the location is it's on the rooftops, yeah. But I didn't <laughs> why didn't you go there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and she's doing a lot of she's doing a lot of video work. She works on the Monkey show with uh, Monkey Knuffler. I don't know how plugged in you are, it's like in like Jewish yeah. women's entertainment. Um, she shot a bunch of music videos for other artists. She shot my music video. So
0: I was going to bring that up. She brought up, she, she shot your own music video. Absolutely. How how did that feel that your wife is shooting your own music video?
1: It felt felt like the most natural thing in the world. I wouldn't want it any other way. She's she's so talented. And um, basically I had the song asking for a friend. um, And that came out in March, 2022. Right. And I was like, okay, we gotta do a music video. And I just totally gave it to her. Like, here, just tell me what to do, I'll just show up. And she she just she did the whole thing. You know, she directed wow. it. She hired Mati Berkowitz to to be the cinematographer. I'm sure you know Mati Berkowitz. And we filmed it on our roof. Um we had some cool cool actors in the video also.
0: Yeah. We, I had, saw. Uh,
1: we had Rafi. We had Zach Adler. Right. Zach Adler before he was on this on I I mean it's it was just yeah. great. It was really, it was really fun. Um and um we're gonna do more stuff. We're gonna do more videos. Oh
0: yeah. wow. Yeah. It's yeah. a funny story with Monty Berkowitz. Monty Berkowitz is his, his mother is a Mandel from YOB, actually. No way. His mother was my first grade teacher. Which one is she? Uh Miss Shane, Shaney. I don't know if you if you had her. Which no, 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 but which Mendel is she? Oh, her father is Re- Reb Yaakov Mendel from around the corner from me. Oh my gosh. I have to message Monty right after this and, and so' I'll knock him up about that. And now now, now Mati Berkowitz, who recently just got married. Just got hired by thank you Hashem, to do sure. a lot of their video stuff and amazing, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 so yeah, he's
0: very, very, very talented. Yeah. big
1: fan, big fan
0: so um so obviously you dated her and got married by Hashem. Where did you live in the beginning? So we lived in a beautiful apartment, uh
1: one forty nine beach ninth street.
0: Okay, so it's, it. uh,
1: it's in Paraguay. I had a beautiful view of the ocean, wow! which I would post on social media every day. <laughs> Look at my ocean. It was such a dream. I was like, oh, you know, I would think you would have to have a lot more money to have such a view. Right. But the rent was $1,450 400, $1, a month, wow. which, is, which is not so much, you know, for uh-huh. New York. Uh, what and that? Yeah, that was a great time. We we we. I, I loved it.
0: I loved it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of good people there. Why did you decide to live in Farakway first? I had a good friend who lived in that building, Barak Schwartz. Okay.
1: And at that point, we were going to have a band together okay. with with T. Plow. I don't know. Do you know T. Plow? I do. You do a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I, as soon as I got married, we ended the band.
0: <laughs> no way. <laughs> so,
1: so there was no reason really to move there. But Barak wow. was still Barak was still my friend. He's still my friend now. Right. And and that's where we ended up living, you know. Mm-hmm. And I I got involved there. Um, I started giving a lot of music music lessons to the kids right. and the five towns. Uh, just uh, it's a great place. I mean, it's it's like the center of the world.
0: You know, right? It's awesome. Yeah, I'm sure you also had friends that lived that lived sure besides besides yeah yeah we We had had other friends we had a lot
1: of camp simcha alumni in that in those buildings yeah yeah and And then we had a shul they had a shul oh really shul in the building that wasn't there Mm. in the beginning but it's a great shul the beach shul yeah whenever I go
0: visit I. Stop by the beach wall.
1: Okay.
0: Um, and it was great. It was really fun. Yeah. And then after Farakaway, why did you leave Farakaway? So we wanted a little bit of a change. Okay. Um,
1: especially after, after COVID, the city was opening up, and right. and Mimi and I both love live music. And we like just to really feel like we're living in New York, you know? Right, Farakwe is a little bit more, out of townish. It's like out of townish. It's like you're in the suburbs. So, right. we thought maybe we would move to Crown Heights, okay. but then I said I don't want to move to Crown Heights because it's it's mostly a Chabad place, and I'm not right. Chabad, even okay. though there are people who are not Chabad who live there. Right. So, we moved to Williamsburg.
0: Okay. And mm-hmm.
1: guess where I in every Chavez
0: In Satna and Chabad, <laughs>
1: <In> <laughs> Chabad of Williamsburg. Right. So I ended up being more connected to Chabad okay. by by living in Williamsburg uh, than I would maybe even if I lived in Crown Heights. Right. Uh, but it's really cool. It's really fun. We have some we have some really nice people here. A lot of other musicians, filmmakers, even like some actors who come to the oh, show. Wow. It's a very eclectic crowd
0: and I feel very at home. Yeah. Yeah. So you touched on up on it. You actually living when you lived in Farakoy, you gave music lessons to kids. What was that like? And did you like doing music lessons or I really or- I really liked it. I
1: and I, I still have a couple of students there and okay. I try to see them every week and sometimes I can't go. Because right. it's a far drive, and I have gigs that I have to go to. But right. you know, there's busier seasons and slower seasons, so I really try to keep up with a couple of them. Okay. Um, it was really amazing because when I when I got married, yeah. I wasn't doing a lot of gigs. Right, um, I was just starting, and. Um, I needed to know that I'm gonna earn a certain amount of money you know right. to pay my rent, right. And people reached out for music lessons. A couple of people helped me get started. and word got out. and I was I was teaching piano, guitar. I think at my peak, I had like over twenty students a week,
0: right. which is a
1: lot because, you can only do it in the evenings and on Sunday and on right. Friday. So every day I would squeeze in as many people as I could. Wow. Um, and some of my students are, you know, became really good musicians. One of them is, uh, one of them's actually like, he does a lot of gigs now as a, as a guitarist and, uh, and like he sings. Um, so some of them, I really have a lot of nachas. I see, you know, people right. wow. really, uh, but I, I think it's, you know, music, you, you gotta have it to begin with. You know, right. I don't think I don't think anyone could just learn music. Like if you're completely tone deaf, not gonna happen. Right. Um, but it's really enjoyable. I enjoy sitting with people and watching them grow and just working one on one with people, you know. Wow. Just like we're talking one on one. I love I love I love one on one interactions in general. Right. So that's it's, it's a good part it's a good part of my life. So do you still give them or in a couple, a couple. So I all my students are still on the five towns. I, oh I don't teach God. anybody. I don't teach anybody in Williamsburg. Uh, there's probably more music teachers than music students in Williamsburg. Oh
0: wow. <laughs> a lot of a lot of musicians here. yeah. So, yeah. So what do you do on a regular day? if you have no gigs, what do you do? so first of all i have second of all i work on
1: my own music
0: okay. you know i'll I'll right. be
1: writing my own stuff or i'll be going to to and flatbush right. and we'll <laughs> record there um or i'll be practicing or right. learning you know i'm always always trying to learn more songs also to play at the gigs you know right i want to have a. I want to. I want to be able to make everybody happy, you right? Know? So I'm. I'm always pushing myself to learn. You know more Hasidish songs, more Hebrew songs. Like for a long time, people wanted to hear Yishai Rebo songs. Right now, they want to hear Akiva. They want to hear Hanan Ben-Ari. You right. know, there's always more stuff to learn. Um. Right. So that takes a little bit of of time you know Um, so music really takes up all my all my productive time wow
0: we will be right back afterwards from our sponsor ParaFlight better care in the air when you need urgent medical attention or transport you deserve peace of mind
1: Based on the East Coast, ParaFlight is a full-service medical transport company dedicated to providing dependable compassionate and customized care and service to patients and medical teams worldwide. Founded by emergency medical professionals, we understand the sensitive, critical needs of medical teams, patients, and their families. We transport patients and teams from tertiary care facilities, hospital to hospital, or any other destination across the United States and beyond. Our team never compromises on safety or quality of care, following a patient-first, not-profit-driven model of care. This ensures you get the exact customized medical transport solution you need.
0: Check us out online at www.paraflight.aero. Call us today, 844-538-1911, or send an email to info at And we are back on the Unique Perspective show. Top five singers of all time. Okay, so um,
1: I really like Mordecai Shapiro as, okay. a, as, a, as a singer. His, his voice and his stage presence and his dancing and his charisma and just the way he nails everything that he needs to nail um, is phenomenal. Uh-huh. I I I I I think he's great. I I got to see him a couple of times, like during COVID. He was doing um like these live stream concerts where there was no one in the audience. Right. Like they were shooting this like in a in in a warehouse, you know, with wow. trailer band. So I got to just watch him sing to like to like four people, and it looked like a concert because he was you know. Right. He's ph- he's phenomenal. I love him, and. um I like L11 actually. I like so L11. I wanted, yeah, so I wanted yeah. to
0: bring 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 that up because you and L11 do a lot of the similar things, like the same gigs, same type of music that you guys sure. put out. So sure. how, how does that work? It's is it a conflict of of interest between the two of you, or do you guys speak on a daily basis and 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 figure out what you're doing and singing or coming out. So so we definitely he's
1: definitely uh very popular and much more well known. Um I don't know much, but he's he's more well known. And um I I I love what he does. I think he's phenomenal because he's able to he's able to go to an event and be at the center of attention and then also not be at the center of attention at at different parts and i think that's important because people don't want to have a a shabba brachos where you know someone's gonna sing in their face for three hours and they just have to give them all their attention because they don't want to do that they want to have both so I, i i really like what he does and um I kind of learned from him how to, you know, how that works. Can I
0: just say a little something that will blow your mind, actually? Sure, sure. About L11? Sure. I don't know if you know this, but I'm going to spill it out right here, right now on this show. He's sitting right next to me. L11 was in Camp Sim Club before L11 became L11. Really? Yes. I had no idea. Yes. That's very cool. No one knows that. No one knows this. L eleven was in Camp as a counselor before he became L eleven. How come no one knows this? I mean, they do now. Now, now everyone's gonna know. Now everyone's gonna know. Right, but I don't right. know if anyone knew. I don't know whoever knew this, but at, what uh, years? What years? Tell us the years. I forgot what years he was actually in my bunk. He was my co-bunk, so I don't remember what years he was there. Got it. Got it. He right. There. He's a little older than me, so right
1: right yeah he's phenomenal we definitely don't coordinate on a on a daily uh, we don't coordinate anything but i okay. but i like him a lot he's he's really good yeah yeah uh but thank god it's um uh, you know there's a lot there's a lot going on and he can only he can only be in one place
0: at one time you know right,
1: that's true so so uh he's he's a really great guy
0: yeah Top five songs of all time that you like. Ooh. Okay.
1: Okay. This is hard. This is very hard. I'm not gonna say top. So song, I'll just say songs that that come to mind right now. Okay. Could be if you ask me in an hour, I'll say different answers. Right. Um, I really like Deaf Man and the Stebel. Okay. By by country, Yossi. Um I've been singing that song a lot recently at, at, at events. I really like that. Um, and then I also really like "It's Time to Say Chavez. Okay. By by uh, both of those songs. Um, obviously the country Yossi song song about is about right. a man who passed away. Right. But somehow I feel like it's time to say good job this is also about someone passing away, even <laughs> though it's even though it's not. Right. But, I hear. but it's time to say good job. It's like, you know. And my my grandfather passed away recently and I was very close with him. Okay. Obviously everyone loses everyone loses their grandparents. Right. You know, it's it's part of life. Uh but I was very close with him. And when he died, I was on my PSAC program, I was singing. Wow. And I didn't want people to know. Okay. Because I felt like if I tell people, right, then they're just gonna feel bad for me and they're not gonna they're not gonna enjoy the music as much, you know? Right. So I kind of kept it quiet. But I remember singing both of those songs and being okay. like, ah, oh, like that really wow. connect.
0: The most yeah. influential
1: person that you look up to today. Oh yeah, I don't want to say. The most influential, um, my wife for sure. My wife, famous person, yeah. Besides your wife, besides my wife, my mother, <laughs> my father. Um, I look up to Ari Demeter. You had him on your podcast, he's, right? He's uh, he's he's great, he's really um, he's underrated you know he's
0: underrated he's i mean he's well known
1: but he's underrated i yeah. really I,
0: I really look up to him a lot yeah what did those two and a half three months do for you in omaha in, and Nebraska? in omaha i'll tell you what it did for me
1: it's one thing to be learning
0: okay
1: and even when you're learning this is going to be controversial okay but this is this is the unique perspective right so yeah. i could i could say yeah. my i could say my perspective you're kind of working on yourself you know okay. you're you're trying to connect you're trying to become a talmud Chafal. you're working right. on your spirituality and it's almost like you're in a store and you're buying things you know you're trying to it's like going to school you know you're running a business um and it's it's never enough, and you feel like you never have enough because like you learn, but then you didn't learn, and you you wasted your time, and you you missed Seder, and you missed davening, and it's like this. I had this feeling of like I'm never good enough when I was in like in in, in not in my life, right. but like in right. yeshiva in yeshiva standards. Um, and when I went to Omaha, it was the opposite because I, you know, it was a Jewish school. Right, But it was not, the teachers were not, uh, were mostly not Jewish. There was one right. Jewish teacher. But the curriculum she was teaching was not an Orthodox curriculum. It was from like a conservative curriculum. And I came there with my yamaka. And I just had so much Judaism to give over, you know. I taught them Jewish songs. And I, and I, you know, talked about the parsha and and like I just I had so I, I realized at that point just how much I had to give over, you right. know, and I had so much to share, um, you know, Shabbos I would be the Chazid, you know, and in Brooklyn there's a lot of people who know how to the right. tzedakah, you know,
0: right. I, <laughs> over I, there. I totally hear yeah, you.
1: Yeah, over there I was like, oh, like I really have what to give with my Judaism. You had a big bigger price on you, yes you to say. Yes, yes. But I also I I felt like I had what to share. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um I kind of feel like that even a little bit in Williamsburg now also.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, okay. in, it's small, in what because it's a small
1: way. Because it's the community that I'm part of is a is a smaller community and not yeah. everybody not everybody has a yeshiva background. Okay. Um but I do, you know? Right. So anyone who goes through Yeshiva, you, you realize like you have a lot of valuable stuff, you know, to teach other Jews. Uh, and that's, that's something we forget, you know, when we live in New York or in right. any, or in Israel, you know, in any like
0: very densely from population. Last question Where does Ben Yamin and Mimi Lerner? want to live after Williamsburg, and do they end up planning on moving to israel making aliyah
1: that's a great question why did you does everyone get this question no (laughs) okay um we are the type to do that definitely we did our first together trip to israel earlier this year
0: I saw that and, and it looked
1: and amazing. We, and we loved it, you know, and there's always a chance. First of all, we're for sure gonna go back to visit right. much more often now. Yeah. And I think that I think that I really enjoy doing the music that I'm doing here. Right. And I think she enjoys doing the film that she's doing here. And I don't know how that would work in Israel. Right. You know. And that's the real
0: reason why we live in New York. You know, do you plan do you plan on moving anywhere, or do you Mm -hmm. plan on staying Uh, in New York? I I hope. I mean, I don't know what the future holds, but I see
1: us staying not in Williamsburg, but in the New York area for the for the foreseeable future. Try stay unless you know anything could happen but that's right the, that's I, I, look, the...
0: look at your I uh, mean, um, uh, look at your your own sister in law sure sure and
1: i have a brother who also lives in florida but it uh, it's different industries you know right i hope that i can continue doing music and the majority of of the of the work seems to be here right now you know right. even though at this point there are you know, some musicians who like some Jewish musicians who moved to Florida. Right. And they're, and they're doing it full time in Florida. Um, I don't love Florida. At all. No. Not, I like visiting it. I don't, I don't right. like, uh, yeah, I don't want to live there.
0: What's the furthest location you've gone out for a gig to? Um, Besides I'm, I'm about to go to Morocco. Oh, wow. When does this podcast come out? Uh, in a couple of weeks, I don't know. Okay, exactly. so hopefully at that point
1: I would have gone to Morocco, and hopefully it would it will have been amazing. Wow! Uh, so that's that's coming soon. You're going on a trip, or you're going? No, like- no. It's a it's a wedding. It's a destination oh, wow. wedding, and it's gonna be very
0: quick in and out.
1: Yeah, wow. I'll be there for like a day.
0: Yeah, wow. very excited for that. Does does the Rabbitson go along with you
1: on these trips? She or- she she had the option to go on this one.
0: And scheduling wise, it's not, it's not,
1: it's not going to work for her, mm-hmm. but uh, she actually was given the
0: option. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Would have been, well, nice. def- been nice. I'm sure it would have been yeah, nice. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Rabbi Binyamin Lerner, thank you so much for coming on to the unique perspective show. I had a great time interviewing you and just can, Continue keeping up the great work that you do. I really enjoyed being here. This is really, really
1: cool. Keep it up. Keep putting these out. I'm a fan. And uh, thank
0: you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right. All right. You have just listened to the latest episode of the Unique Perspective Show, broadcasted live on Hako Radio, powered by the of Mavasar. The Unique Perspective Show is hosted by Yehuda Blonder, who can be contacted through Hako Radio
1: by sending an email to info at This show and many others can be found in the Hako Radio Archive system, on our website and mobile apps, and can also be found on all major podcasting services.